Dalton takes a shotgun snap. Quick throw. Nice. Caught by Get Green. It, it is a yeah. touchdown. Adriel Jeremiah Green. You don't live in Cleveland. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that, well, I'm not quite sure whether we're keeping calm, uh, but we're certainly carrying on. We're broadcasting through all the madness and the chaos and the fear. It's very cool of you to join us if you're new to this podcast. My name is Paul Hirons and every week uh, Bengals UK pump out this podcast and other bits and pieces. We've got some terrific guests uh in our archives so do go and have a look at those uh but today we're back uh, we've got plenty to talk about we've got an amazing special guest uh and also joining me on the line from i'm not quite sure where these days um it's nathan palmer everybody how you doing paul my son i see you've taken the opportunity there to sort of you know um pitch the podcast at a new audience there you're like you're trying to see you know everyone's in lockdown now and they're people not sure what to do and they're maybe scrolling around on twitter seeing what new podcasts are out there and i see i see you pitching the podcast to them like like the true salesman you are <laughs> well you know our numbers have gone up so new people must be listening to us and i i do apologize in advance because uh, in this episode we've got a song we do like to sing songs uh we're going to be talking about tyler eifer we're going to be talking about the free agency moves that the bengals made this week and as i say we have got a special guest and it's another corker nathan mate honestly the, the standard of the guests we've been picking up recently have been good and i'm i'm sure if you stick around um for this episode you'll be very very pleasantly surprised with who it is well we've already put it out on social media so people know who it is it's it's one of the newest bengals it's cornerback trey waynes how about that there you go, son. Look at you, your contacts in the media. Well, um, it, it came about very quickly, very unexpectedly, uh, but uh, very happy to follow that lead like the dogged, uh, dog-with-a-bone type person that I am, and it came together very quickly. So we'll be talking to Trey Waynes in a little while. But first, Nathan, first, uh, we've got... Obviously, we had last week's episode with the brilliant Elise Jesse um, we have plenty to talk about because the Bengals kind of exploded at, in free agency and we kind of thought that maybe things would quieten down significantly and for a day or so it looked as though that might be the case but then it didn't yeah an absolute explosion uh, I think highlighted by the capture of Von Bell and the safety coming over from the Saints that I think He's be a really nice addition, um, a starter, good calibre player, been around the league for a while. Um, overall, a very, very good signing. And, and there's more than that, son. Yes, there is, because... Uh, well, let's take him in the top. After, again, it's it's kind of... I mentioned it last week, it's funny to see Bengals' Twitter when all this free agency... If you try and be as objective as possible and as unemotional as possible, it's very... It's quite amusing to watch because Nick Vigil signed uh, for the Chargers on a one-year deal, which left our linebacking room perilously thin with only, I think, three linebackers, one of which I can't remember the name, two, Jordan Evans, and three, Jermaine Pratt. Um, So, again, Bengals Twitter went into meltdown, 
but then pretty soon afterwards, we signed Josh Bynes, the ex-Ravens uh, linebacker. And uh, even though he's, he'll be 31 this year, um, I, I think that was quite a good signing. It's one of those really good, solid tier two free agents that kind of the Bengals deal in normally. Uh, but I think it's a good signing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think when you look at um, Josh Bynes, he's one of those guys very highly rated by um, Pro Football Focus. If you're into that sort of you know statistical side of the game, um, obviously played in the AFC North, which is always a um, you know a huge plus. He, you know, he's played for the Ravens before. He give you a bit of insight into what's going on over there. Knows the division well, which is good. And you know, desperately we needed, as you said. Um, either a starter or a rotational piece in that linebacking room. And I think he has good experience um, and good quality, I think. Yeah, he's always been... Um, he's one of those sort of under-the-radar players, the, the kind of player that every team kind of needs. He doesn't grab the headlines, but he's a really solid player. And frankly, we need some solidity in the middle of the field. And then, and then we trumped everything by signing Von Bell, another, you know really good player for like three years 18 million three million guarantee and it's kind of like what, what where's this money coming from and how the hell are they going to accommodate all this these players i don't know they're gonna have to make some cuts but certainly the von bell signing got everyone really juiced up yeah absolutely i mean when you look at a team sam what what you know what how do you think it's shaping up? Are you you, th- you feeling quite positive about things at the moment, or do you think there's, we still need to do a bit more? I don't, so I'm just taking a swig of drink. Um, I don't think there's that much wiggle room to do much more in free agency, to be honest with you, because um, they went out and signed LaShawn Sims, a cornerback ex of the Titans, which, which uh, kind of provoked a run to Google no offence to LaShawn but uh, to figure out who the hell LaShawn Sims was but you know feels like a depth player feels like uh, someone on special teams especially after losing Fedge you know we need some good special team players and apparently he's that as well as Mike Thomas the wide receiver but it's pretty obvious they've identified the secondary as a weakness and they, they've gone out and aggressively um kind of almost retooled the whole secondary really only realistically Jesse Bates and William Jackson are left as starters and you're looking at Trey Waynes our new chum Trey um, who we'll be talking to in a little while and also uh, Mackenzie Alexander in the slot uh, Von Bell starting at you would presume starting alongside Jesse Bates right so yeah, um, yeah. It, it's obvious that they've they've identified what they want to retool and they've gone out and done it absolutely I mean just on that point son do you think Sean Williams based on that sign do you think he moves into more of a sort of a hybrid linebacker role well funny you should mention that because I'm going to play a little game with you Nathan which sounds weird but I am Um, it's called what should Lou do what should Lou do <laughs> How much time did you put into that, my son? Oh, too long today. You can tell that I'm in lockdown because I've got far too much time on my hands. But yes, we're going to play a game called What Should Lou Do? And um, so basically at the moment, the Bengals have been traditionally a 4-3 defence. Uh, but at the moment, you would say we've only got two starting calibre 
uh, linebackers. So that's kind of a 4-2-5, maybe, if you add in Mackenzie Alexander. So I'm interested to know what you think. Here's some options, right? And this is what Anarumi was doing quite yeah. a lot last year. He was dropping Hubbard and uh, and Dunlap a little bit into like a 3-4 sort of formation. Um, uh, what should Lou do? Should he continue to do that? Let's go through that option first. Continue to drop defensive ends and play them as outside linebackers. I, I mean, I, I had a Peroni with Lou downstairs um, at the Admiralty at the Wembley game. <laughs> and I, 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 that's one of my biggest guys. I really don't think dropping linemen back into coverage bridges away forward. So I would strongly suggest that is not what Lou should, should do. OK, that's option one. Let's continue playing. What should Lou do? Right, uh, next option. I said it gets better each time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the next option, uh, we've signed uh, Von Bell. Uh, either push him up further into the box or use Sean Williams as this kind of roving safety linebacker hybrid or use two of them in that kind of area. I think Sean Williams is going to get push forward I think he's he's played he's done a little bit of that before and I think that 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 makes logical sense the Bengals know what they've got in him they know what he's capable of and what he's not capable of um I think that alongside I think they're almost certain the Bengals to want to take a linebacker in that second second round I think if you can push Sean Williams up um you know you've got some good talent on the team with Jermaine Pratt um and the new guy coming over from Baltimore so I think that that makes the most logical sense for me rather than pushing Von Bell up. Okay, next option. What should Lou do? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, there are rumours that the Bengals are going to cut Sean Williams, which is unfortunate because, you know, he is a bit of a warrior. He's he's a solid player. Where are you getting these rumours from? Oh, you know, I don't like to divulge my sources, but uh, no, it's called the internet, Nathan. Um so the other option is to cut Shaw Williams because they are going to have to make some cuts. They've upgraded that strong safety position. Von Bell can play further up the field, uh, and maybe you could drop Brandon Wilson in, uh, or you know, to patrol the back in the deeper zones. Um, so and then of course, you know, I think Sean Williams' time might be up. Madness. Interesting. Mm. Is that that's what, is that what you're saying, my son? Is that what you, you think is going to happen? I think that might be what happens, which is unfortunate for Sean because he played through injury last year. Uh, he's a bit of a leader on the team. We were lucky enough to speak to him at the press day, and he's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, they've been quite aggressive in targeting what they feel is weaknesses, and um, and and really going for it. You know, being quite ruthless. Well, I think as well, I mean, you know, you think about back to like a year ago when Zach Taylor was hired. He was one of the last coaches to be hired with the Rams going to the Super Bowl. And obviously, Lou Anarumu came in quite late as well himself after the Bengals couldn't get um, the DCs that they originally targeted. So I think for those uh, staff members, you've got to give them a year to sort of um, figure out, the, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of these players and really get, you know, give them some time to understand the roster and the people on it and I think with a year under their belt now and the experience and the knowledge that they've gained they are being quite um, you know quite 
strict and firm in terms of, right, if this guy doesn't fit what I want, um, we can go out there and you know upgrade that position, as we saw with John Miller last week. Absolutely. And the final uh, option... What should Lou do? In uh, What Should Lou Do uh, quiz is... It's basically, they're still going to draft another linebacker. They're still going to pick another one up, maybe off the street, off waivers, um, which, again, I think is is highly likely. Although linebacker, is it still a big need? Probably, yeah. You know, if there's a Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray early in in that second round or if there's a, I don't know, Akeem Davis Gaither in the third or something like that, you wouldn't bet against them taking another linebacker, really. No, I completely agree. I think Patrick Queen's a name that's been popping up a lot. I think Kenneth Murray's probably going to be off the ball by the time we pick. Um, but Queen, I've seen a lot of mock drafts with him um, falling to us at 33 at the moment. Yeah, I think I think that's okay. I mean, I think ultimately, I think it's probably a combination of those back two. I think they will be using Bell a little bit higher up the field. Uh, and I think Williams might be cut, unfortunately. Um, I also think that there'll be another addition in the linebacker room, at least one or at least one, I think. So, I think a combination of those two going forward. But you know, there really was no need to panic because uh, I kind of like the Josh Bynes signing just from a leadership standpoint and a solidity standpoint. Pratt looked good in the final three games last year, um, and suddenly it's looking. You know, certainly they've attacked the defense. They've really tried to retool the defense, and that secondary is going to be really, really interesting with the arrival of Trey Wayne, who you think with that money is going to just start straight away. Mackenzie Alexander is a like for like with Denard, who unfortunately, you know, whose deal with the the Jags fell through this week. That was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, very interesting that he's back on the market now. I think there's a reunion in Cincinnati, but I think whoever gets him is getting a really good player. A first-round pick, you know, battled injuries a little bit, but whenever he's played in the slot, I always think he's a very reliable, good tackler. We, we talked to, you know, we've sung his praises a lot on this podcast, but um, yeah, I hope he finds, I'm not sure why that deal with Jacksonville broke down, but I hope he finds, he finds the team and um, whoever gets him, I think we'll, we'll have got a very good player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that yeah, again, you know, we've got Winston Rose, Tony Brown, LaShawn Sims, Dre's still on the books. Are we gonna somehow try and restructure his deal and try and keep him? I doubt it. But um I think he could, it'd be a massive, massive I mean you, you think the depth going into that t- uh, that season, that cornerback room would be absolutely fantastic with Dre, Trey Waynes, you know. I mean that'd be a really, really good good room yeah, um, yeah I mean, absolutely. Just, the question comes down to obviously the money doesn't it yeah it does and that's a question that people are asking about Andy Dalton there's some chat surfaced this week that the Bengals might even keep Andy Dalton uh, they're certainly not in any rush to, to offload him um, but I, I think you've got to really especially with all the signings that you've made um, yeah I, th- I think Dre and Andy Dalton are, you know, will soon be gone um, I mean, do, we, do you know what I like about these deals, son? Just to sort of talk about, just to, you know, around the free agent deals. I like the fact that Bengals, wherever they can, have tended to opt for younger players, players that are, you know, under sort of twenty-seven, twenty-eight. 
still got a lot to prove. You know, Von Bell's only 25. Yeah. Um, Trey Waynes, I think, is about 27 or something like that. DJ Reader is still in his early to mid 20s. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's still potentially a higher ceiling for these players than we're getting at the moment, and I think that's something to be excited about. Yeah, I agree. And that defense is looking, you know, if you think what the starting defensive tackles, if you if you say a base four three defense, you're looking at Geno and Reader as the starting defensive tackles, Dunlap and. Uh, Hubbard or Lawson, uh, linebackers, Bynes, Pratt, add another, and then you're looking at, as I say, you know, Waynes, Jackson, Bates, Jackson, and yeah. Bell, add in Mackenzie Alexander. Yeah. You know, that's uh, to yeah. me, that's that's a good looking. You know, we just need a little bit more depth, possibly, and that's what the, that's what the de- that's what the draft is for, I think, to draft a bit of depth. Do you think the? I mean, this is interesting. I mean, I think what you said um, is bang on, and I think you know, looking at it man for man on that defence, you're thinking, God, that's a decent unit. Are you got any concerns about the depth behind that? So, if you know, obviously the Bengals, you know, tend to be blessed by the injury bug a lot worse than some other teams. But it, does it concern you at all that you know, if a couple of those stars were to fall down, that the players behind them there's quite a big regression? Yes, but I think that's the same for most teams, really. Um... Yeah, we could do with some depth, but um, as I say, I think that's what the draft is for. I, w- as I, s- I, th- I really think they will. Well, you look at the de- depth on the defensive line, that's fine. You look at the depth on paper in the secondary, that's fine. Again, it's just the linebackers. I still think they'll pick up one or two in the draft. You know, you've got undrafted free agents. You know, that, that room will be full by by the time the season, whenever it comes round, comes round. And I think they've left themselves open now to to kind of uh improve and retool on offense in the draft and so there'll be some exciting skill players no doubt there'll be some offensive line um and obviously a quarterback so suddenly it's like oh if it all clicks quickly then you know i'm not gonna you know sit here and say we're playoff contenders at all but You'd hope there'd be a big improvement, and there's also the coaches as well will have had a year to bed into the club, know exactly what they're doing, and suddenly have the players yeah. that they want to take us forward. So yeah. it's kind of exciting, really. Yeah, I think that's a key point as well. I mean, whatever you've got, you know, a new coaching staff, and especially someone, you know, his first head coaching job in Zach Taylor, and having to assemble a new staff, move to a new town you know learn a new way uh, of working I think there's obviously you know some real growing pains there some of the greatest head coaches of all times their first couple of seasons you know weren't fantastic all the problems last year uh, last season there was injury problems you know there was all sorts of different things going on and I think like you said very well you know another year of experience under their belt there's definitely some you know some good signings that have been made there's a couple of players coming back from injury you know like like um um, Jonah Williams and people like that that didn't play last year. So there's players, definitely you know. to be exact. Yeah, so there's definitely some reasons to be optimistic for next season. Uh, one player um, who won't be around is, unfortunately, is Tyler Eifert, who signed a deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it's a, uh, it's a, I think we knew that this was on the cards. Certainly in the UK, Tyler is a huge fan favourite. Um, so it's, it's it's kind of bittersweet, really. You want to see him get an opportunity. You want to see him finish off his career injury-free and showing off the talent that he undoubtedly has. 
what he has got left in the tank as well. Uh, but it's still sad when some of your favourite players leave, really. And we'll get this with Dalton, no doubt. A lot of people would be sad to see him go. But I just want to take a moment to uh, pay tribute to Tyler. Uh, was he always one of your favourites, Nathan? Yeah, he's always a very, very good player. You know, I think he was he was a bit of a character, wasn't he, with the, you know, the old mullets. And he's, I mean, he's a first-round pick. And I remember that season we took him. It was a big surprise. I think not many people thought that we'd go tight end in that first round. I think Dave Lapham sort of tipped it a bit and people, you know, didn't think he he was on the money with it. But, you know, we took Tyler Eifert and went healthy, one of the most impactful tight ends in the NFL. I think if he'd managed to stay healthy his whole career, you'd be talking about a sort of, you know, perennial top five, top ten tight end in the NFL. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a real shame to see him go because I think, you know, the Bengals definitely limited what they could do with him last year. But when he did play... You know, you could tell he's still got that skill. And I think having another year of, uh, you know, rehab under his belt, he'll only be better going into next season. But I think in the end, there was definitely a feeling around the club that he wasn't coming back and the Bengals, you know, weren't prepared to perhaps, you know, give him a longer term deal. And, you know, looking at the money that Jacksonville gave him, I think it was somewhere in the region of like 15, 16 million, um, which is quite a lot of, you know, money to be putting into the tight end room when you've got. Um, see Joe Zama, um, who's already getting a fair whack. So I understand it. It's, it's like you said, a real, real shame to see him go because he's a you know great character guy, and I think he's a lot of people's fan favourite throughout the Bengals. Absolutely, and um, as regular listeners will know, uh, we'll talk a bit more about um, Tyler Eifert in the second half of the show because we've asked uh, some of our listeners and followers on Twitter to recount some of their memories of Tyler Eifert but um, it's traditional on this show now to uh, pay tribute to players that we love departing players especially with a song uh, so we've done a special song for Tyler Eifert in trouble Tyler Eifert he gets free always in the end zone mullet be and on a third goal to go he's standing right in front of me always in the end zone mullet be mullet be mullet be mullet be mullet be Always in the end zone, mullet be. And when I find myself listening, Marvin Lewis said to me, Speaking words of wisdom, we will see. For though we may have parted, we'll always remember you scoring TDs. Always in the end zone, Mullet B. Mullet B. Mullet B. Mullet B. Mullet B. Always in the end zone, Mullet B. Mullet B. Mullet B. Mullet B. Mullet B. Always hurts your ankle. And your knee 
Molly B. Molly B. Molly B. Always in the end, so Molly B. Each time you faced a setback, you fought through adversity. Always in rehab, Molly B. Atlanta, your beer chug was legendary. Always in the end zone, Molly B. Molly B. Molly B. Molly B. Always in the end zone, Molly B. Molly B. Molly B. Molly B. Always in the end zone, Molly B. Well, there you go. That's Mullet B. Um, in in uh, tribute to Tyler Eifert. I hope you enjoyed that. Mate, I think Tyler Eifert might be back on the plane from Florida after hearing that song. <laughs> uh, we've done songs for uh, Vontae's Perfect, uh, Perfect Day, uh, to the tune of Lou Reed's Perfect Day. Uh, what else have we done? We've done a few things. We've done Football's Coming Home, I think. Preston Brown. Preston Brown, of course, yeah. You know, uh, Preston Brown to the tune of uh, The Stranglers, Golden Brown. And... Um, yeah, uh, there you go. That's that's our song for Tyler Eifert. He will be sorely missed because he is, he still is, and was uh, for the Bengals a really fantastic character, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think you know, as we said before, he's going to be missed. He's a good player, and I think it actually leaves a bit of a hole in that tight end room because I think CJ Ozama's you know a solid player, um, and obviously you know we want to see what we've got with Drew sample but I think there's a big need now to go out and draft a tight end and I think you know if we got to that third round and you know Cole Kmet I know a name that I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right at all but he's a I think Who? you know considered one of the tight Cole Kmet oh is that how you say uh, it yeah maybe Cole Kemet I don't know Kemet yeah yeah I've um, seen him thrown around as one of the better tight end prospects out there so I, I would not be surprised if the Bengals in round three look to take a tight end because they desperately need um, someone. Because if, if C.J. Ozama goes down, who have you got? I mean, you really can't be going into next season relying... I mean, I know Drew Sample is a second-round pick, but yeah. extremely inexperienced to be thrust into the starting job. Um, I agree, but I you, have to... To look, you have to look at how they use tight ends, though. And Zach Taylor doesn't seem too fussed about you know titans aren't a huge feature in his his scheme do you know what i mean it wasn't in the rams and it's looks as though it might be the case with the bengals as well and we of course we're used to being certainly in cincinnati down the years we've had some fantastic titans and there's a there's a thing that i wrote on our blog at uh, bengals dot sorry bengals uk dot wordpress dot com um uh about um uh, you know who was the best tight end, and uh, we've had Bob Trumpy and, Rod and Dan Ross and Rodney Holman and Jermaine Gresham. Although you 
you know, he wasn't that great. Um, uh, and now Tyler Ivers. So we've been blessed with tight ends, and they've always featured quite heavily. So it feels quite weird to say that going forward, tight ends might not be, uh, you know, a real featured part of the offense, you know. No, I hear what you're saying, and I, I think that makes sense. But I think, you know, you look back to last off-season, right, and the Bengals have sort of come out, and they've been honest with some of their mistakes with free agents they brought in from outside the building. So, you know, like we were talking about John Miller and stuff like that. But you have to look back to last off-season, and I, I think we've talked before about Giovanni Bernard and, you know, the decision to pay him quite a bit of money that ex- for that extension. But I also think that extension for CJ Zama he's top 10 player on the team in terms of cap here and base mm. salary and you have to you know question if you're paying a guy you know inside of the top 10 money on the team you kind of want to be seeing more production um, than we got from him last season so I, I hope his role expands I hope that Drew Sample can step up and I, I really would welcome a, a sort of third or fourth round addition to the room yeah I think there's going to be uh, certainly in the fourth or fifth round I've got my eye on Cincinnati's Josh uh, Deguara actually if that's how you pronounce it uh, and Thaddeus Moss is down there somewhere and there's a few knocking yeah. around that mid round so I think they might they might do that just to fill that room out you know and offer a receiving threat which obviously Eifert was but Eifert was just so good in the red zone that's where he really came alive he was a real weapon Dalton really you know really fixed uh, his eyes on him whenever it was down there and it was just it's just going to be weird not seeing Tyler Eifert kind of run that run down the seam and catch a pass in the end zone his hands were fantastic he had a real knack and an instinct for getting open in the end zone and you know he was when healthy which sadly wasn't uh, often enough he was a real weapon and I think I think he'll be missed and it's a good picket for the Jags and I just hope that he can stay healthy bit of a man crush there our sense on I can see no you know, not, no, see not this time not this time you know I will be revealing very soon who my new man crush is it might even be Trey Waynes after this chat um I don't know um but uh, yeah we we say a fond farewell to Tyler and uh we hope that uh he has uh, a fine end to his career down in Jacksonville. Two questions for you, Sam, really quickly. Go One, on. Were you surprised? Were you surprised that Tyler Eifert left? You know, did you think that? Um, you know, did you think he would come back? And number two, how do you see it playing out from down in Jacksonville? Do you think you'll be a big hit, or do you think you'll be sort of under the radar? I I'm not surprised um, because I did think he looked a little laboured and slow at times. But then against then again against that my in that Miami game right at the end of the season he was a he was he was a real force. And it's like yeah he's still got it you know. Um, and you know when Andy Dalton moves to Jacksonville it could be a big Bengals <laughs> reunion. Dalton Eifert and Jay Gruden you know. Um, and I don't know um, I. Depends his quarterback down there. Depends on the scheme, and you know, obviously Jay Gruden uh, does like a tight end, so I think he'll be okay. Even if he's just rolled out for like red zone mismatch uh, jobs, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, th- I kind of think that's where you know I think people are going to have to limit um, his workload and you know make sure that they're handling that like the Bengals did last season. I think he'll I think he'll be a sort of four hundred yard. You know, or maybe five touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think he's still got something in the tank, and I think he'll be eager to prove 
and that he's still got something left. Well, yes, again, it's farewell to Tyler. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about Tyler Eifer and uh, uh, some of our listeners' questions after this because we do have a special guest, as I mentioned, at the top of the show and it's time to bring him in now. And now joining us on the line is uh, one of the new Bengals recruits. It's cornerback Trey Waynes. Trey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Well, well welcome to the Bengals and Bengals fandom, first of all. Thank you. Um, now, these these past couple of weeks must, must have been pretty crazy, uh, even crazier because of the whole situation in the world. Can you just... Uh, first of all, are you signed, sealed, and delivered? Have you? Is, is it an official thing now that you are a, a Cincinnati Bengal? Partially, see, I'm signed, but I haven't taken my uh, physical yet. Right. And okay. uh, I know a lot of guys that enter free agency are struggling with that as well, just because a lot of the teams, uh, you know, their their facilities are shut down right now, and or uh, they don't want. To uh, risk the safety of the players, you know, trying to get to where they're at to take the physical. So that part's um, on hold for me, and I know a couple other guys, uh, you know, that are free agents. But you know, I've, I signed the contract, but I just got to take my physical to make it, you know, foolproof. Right. So it's kind of like ninety percent there, right? <clears throat> you know. Yeah, yeah. I just got to take the physical, which you know I know I'm gonna pass. So uh, the question is just trying to figure out how to get there to be able to take it, you know, the safest sure. way possible. Um, so just take us through the process, Trey. Um, obviously, you, you were at the Vikings for, for five seasons, I think it was. First round draft pick, made loads of really good friends there. Uh, you know, your home is still in Minneapolis. It must be crazy at the best of times. But how how did this all kind of come about? Uh, how Just take us through a little bit, if you wouldn't mind. Because us fans don't have a clue, frankly, at what goes into all this. Um Mm-hmm. What, what what what's it been like for you personally? Oh, uh, I mean it's it's been it's been a fun you know interesting experience. Uh, you know I I enjoyed my time here in Minnesota, made a lot of great friends here, uh, lifelong friends. Uh, you know we we honestly loved living here, but you know we realized uh, you know the NFL is a business, and uh, you know we had to make the best business decision you know for our family and uh you know that was coming to cincinnati and honestly we're really excited for it well that was going to be well that is my next question um i need to ask you why the bengals obviously they paid you and will pay you once everything is you know the uh you dot the i's and cross the t's and the physical is passed and all the rest of it they paid you handsomely uh but it, it's not ju- is it it's not just about the money right it's about where you want to spend the next three years of your playing career in your life right yeah i mean you gotta take all that into effect and um you know obviously money is a huge part uh you know just because you know it will you know take care of your family mm. but um also you know since he was a place uh you know I, we thought it was going to be a good fit and you know for my family uh you know my wife and she has you know a couple of her really close friends you know right outside of the city right so, you know, the fact that we can move there and she still have, you know, people uh, she knew and, you know, was comfortable with and, you know, could help us and help her through the process, uh, you know, that was a big thing. Because when we came to Minnesota, uh, you know, she had some family members here that, you know, played a big part in, uh, you know, helping us getting settled in. So the fact that, you know, Ohio was a very similar situation uh, just made it a lot easier. And, of course, the team, 
Uh, you have a dynamic young head coach, which I guess you spoke extensively to. You must have spoke to Lou Anarumu as well, uh, the defensive coordinator. How did they sell the team? Uh, there's some good talent on there. We're all excited by the signings, you and DJ Reader and, and, and guys like that. Um, what what did they, you know, how do you feel about the whole rebuilding process and, and, and your part in that? Uh, you know, I think, you know, they're taking all the right steps. Uh, you know, coming from Minnesota, we play a very, very similar defense. So I feel like um, from a playbook standpoint, uh, for me and Mackenzie Alexander, uh, I think it won't be, you know, too much of a difference in that regard. But I think, uh, like you said, I think they're taking, you know, the necessary steps to, you know, try to rebuild this team and make us, you know, a uh, playoff contending team. Absolutely. So let's talk about you. You know, you 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 worked and 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 hung out with people like Terrence Newman, who who played for the Bengals a little bit. Did you ask mm-hmm. him about it? You went to college with Darquez Denard. Did you ask? ask yeah, him I talked or? to I talked to Quez about it. Mm. Um, you know, Terrence, he was he was a guy. You know, I gotta give a credit a lot of my success too, just because how much he helped me um, as a young player. Uh, you know, he was damn near like a second coach um you know he would coach me up just as much if not more than some of the coaches and you know he's a guy you know i grew up watching and uh when he came from cincinnati uh you know quez he actually told terrence about me so he was you know he he he, you know welcomed me with open arms because he was really close to the quez too so you know we hit it off really well Mm -hmm. and um to touch on your other question i actually talked to quez about you know since the other day and you know he had nothing but great things to say about it cool 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 um, so let's dig into what kind of player you are and us fans can expect from you. Uh, whenever I've seen you play, you, you've always looked like a big, quick, physical kind of guy. Are these, are these your key traits, do you think? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest right, <laughs> compared right. to some of the other corners. But, uh, you know, physical, I, I definitely can agree with you on that. You know, I've never had an issue with, you know, coming up, playing the run, and, uh, you know, especially coming from, you know, Coach Zimmer's defense, you know, that was one thing he really harped on. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, I'm a fast, physical, and, uh, you know, uh, a solid all-around corner. And, um, you know, um, the game I really remember uh, seeing you play was actually in your rookie year against the Seahawks in, in that wild card game. Um, and Russell Wilson really sort of targeted you and it was late in the game, but you broke up that pass intended for Tyler Lockett and then intercepted mm, yeah, him <laughs> on, on fourth down, right? So, you know, those yeah. sort of plays we can look forward to, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. You know, I've been playing against Tyler, you know, my whole career, and we actually came out together. So, you know, it's always fun to go against guys, you know, on a personal level. And like Russ as well, you know, I've you know, trained with him quite a bit, you know, I know him, so it's like, like I said, it's always fun playing against guys, you know, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of those plays, you know, will will come too. Uh, so you're, are you more of a kind of a man press kind of guy, or are you kind of more of a zone guy, what's what's your, what, what scheme do you fit best in, would you say? Honestly, I think I can play, you know, all of them. Uh, we, we've played every you know coverage I can think of you know with the Vikings so you know that's that was never really a deciding factor on where I went just because we played so much man zero zone like we played it all so I think you know I'm pretty solid all around and um you know can play everything pretty well 
And yeah, you come from uh, obviously Mike Zimmer's uh, defense, which we know very well in Cincinnati. Even though I'm not in Cincinnati, that's weird. Uh, I'm about five thousand miles away, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, um, and Lou Anarumu is kind of saying that he wants much more scheme versatility in in his defense, and it seems that they've really gone out and targeted players that can fit that scheme versatility. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. And you know, I think that was uh, you know big on. I'm trying to get me to come there just because he saw the versatility that I can play with. You know, like I said, from playing every coverage under the sun, you know, with the Vikings, I think he thought it was a good fit for me to come in and, you know, being able to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I think I communicate pretty well, um, you know, throughout the back end. You know, at least I did when I was with the Vikings. I think that's something, you know, we can continue to, you know, do when I come to Cincy. Um, and you mentioned it before, and of course your old teammate Mackenzie Alexander is coming to Cincy too, uh, mm-hmm. f- and you know taking uh, Darquez's place. Unfortunately, you know, and we think we all think that Darquez is a fine player, uh, but Mackenzie is too. What are we getting in Mackenzie Alexander? What can you tell us about him? Uh, you know, he's I, he's a solid player too. You know, he's a quick guy. Uh, you know, I think I saw some crazy stat from him about you know, number of consecutive plays without missing a tackle or something like that. So, you know, he's another solid guy that, mm. you know, is a, is a sure tackler. But, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, a solid player. He's quick. Uh, you know, he knows how to cover. He can play the run. He can tackle. So I think he's a pretty all-around player as well. Um, and it must make it the whole, when you get to Cincinnati eventually, the the settling in process, must. it's going to be a lot easier having a friend, a guy that you know well there, right? Oh, for sure. You know, me and Kenzie were really close. And, uh, you know, right when it happened, you know, he called me all excited. So, you know, we're ready to get get there and get working. Okay. That's your playing style. And we can't wait to see you in stripes on the field and, you know, uh, doing your thing. Um, but what about the man? What Trey Wayne's the man. What kind of man are you, Trey? That's not a challenge in any way. But um, <laughs> what what do you like doing outside of football you know, when you get to a new city, what's important to you? Do you go and check out the new restaurants? Are you a bar kind of guy? Are you a club kind of guy? Are you chilled? What 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 is Trey Wayne's all about? Uh, you know, like I said, you know, it kind of refers back to me as a player. I think I can fit in, you know, anywhere. Like I I can go to the bar, I can go to the clubs. You know, I can I can do all that stuff. Uh, you know, I'm a family guy. Uh, but honestly, like I, I'm a gamer. You know, like right. right now, as we're talking, I'm on Xbox. You, okay. know, play, yeah. you know, playing Xbox. So it's like, you know, I like, you know, gaming. I like, you know, keeping myself and my family. But, you know, at the same time, I can also, you know, go have fun. But, you know, I also like the outdoors. You know, I fish a lot. Uh, me and my friend are actually starting, uh, you know, a hunting outfitter in, you know, mm-hmm. Buffalo County, Wisconsin. That's going to be launching within the next couple of weeks. So, um, you know, I, I like the outdoors. I like video games I like you know having a good time so yeah you know, I, I, I say I can relate to it all a little bird told me that you are planning to open your own hunting and fishing lodge right yep uh, not so much fishing more so hunting though but yeah okay so what does that entail I mean what's gonna uh, what I mean in the UK hunting's not a huge thing but I guess in the States it's much bigger so what what what, what how did you come up with that idea and uh, what can we expect if someone visits your lodge? Um, you know, basically, 
uh you know what what our uh mo is you know we we buy you know properties and um you know we make renovations to them to basically improve them and you know make it an essential uh you know habitat for the deer and um you know we we, we don't put a lot of pressure on the areas which means we don't you know cycle in you know hunters you know where where you know it's putting constant pressure on the deer population you know we we regulate it and you know give our give our clients the best opportunity to shoot a big deer and have a you know an experience of a lifetime um i'm interested uh well good luck with that i hope i hope it's uh, successful for for you and um but we are living in weird times and you mentioned you're a gamer and i'm interested to know how you're coping with the lockdown are you are you want i mean I would urge. I would urge. <laughs> I, I think I'm coping better than others, just because. Right. You know, this is. You know, I like doing. You know, games. So it's not. You know, I mean, I do like getting out and doing things, but you know, at the same time, it's like, hey, this just gives me more time to play. You know, a preferred game or whatever. So I mean, it's. I, I think I'm handling it pretty well. Uh, you know, there are times where it's like, man, I just want to get out. Right, and actually, right. the other day, I was up at. You know, my property up in Wisconsin, working outside, and you know that was very refreshing because it got me out of the house, yeah. still kept me safe though. Because you know I wasn't around a lot of people, but um, you know this just gives me more time to you know, um, level up my guys in two K. Right? Yeah. I mean, you should. Uh, I urge listeners to uh, follow Trey on Twitter uh, at twaynes underscore fifteen because you are fantastic at interacting with the fans. Uh, that's evident straight away. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we've seen lots of TikTok videos and dance challenges. Will we ever see Trey Wayne's doing any of those challenges on TikTok? And on... Hell no. No? I'm not a dancer. <laughs> You're not a dancer? No, I'm not a dancer. Uh, I don't even really know what TikTok is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I have no idea. But if, you know, they want to interact, they can catch me on 2K, Call of Duty, Smite, whatever. Ah, so, yeah, just follow you on Twitter. You'll put up, you know, do you stream on Twitch and things like that, do you? Yeah, I, I talk about it with a lot of my friends. Uh, they they always suggest me doing it, but you know, I think my language is a little too vulgar for you know Twitch and all that other kind of okay. stuff. Just because. So be well. You know, when I get in game, <laughs> well, when I get in game mode, you know, I right, you know, okay. I kind of get into it. So. And uh, really where, where where can people where can people find you on Instagram as well? Uh yeah, I'm, I got I just made an Instagram. You know, I deleted it a couple years back, um, but it's. I think it's uh, Trey point two six, so Trey period two six. Uh, it is me. It's verified. It just doesn't have a lot of the followers because I right. just made it again. So trying to catch back up to where I was. Okay, cool. Uh, and just finally, Trey, um, what what's your message to Bengals fans? Uh, this is obviously a UK podcast, but we've got lots of American fans listening too. What's your what's your message to Bengals fans uh, for this upcoming season? Let's have fun, man. I'm ready to you know, get in that orange and black and have fun and uh, win some games. Well, uh, we can't wait to see you in that orange and black, those stripes. I think you're going to look quite fetching in those uh, in those in in that jersey. Um, and Trey, thank you so much for joining us, man. Stay safe over there. And as I say, we can't wait to see you on the field. And and welcome to the Bengals. Thank you. Well, there we go. That was uh, one of the new crop of Bengals boys, Trey Waynes. And uh, again, you can follow Trey on Twitter 
at twaynes underscore 15 and he is well worth a follow because he really does interact with fans really really well um and if you're a gamer like he said uh you know hit him up for uh for details on his when he streams on twitch and uh, be ready for some not not safe for work language um but yeah what a what a good guy nathan pretty amazing that we got to speak to him really yeah absolutely fantastic and i'm, I'm just checking something you, you know as you can't physically physically see me now have you uh do you not trust me from afar to ask the guest questions is that is that what you're doing <laughs> now you're cutting me out of these interviews no i'm happy to admit that i'm a total dunce when it comes to <laughs> skype and i thought i would patch him into our call and it just didn't work so uh i'll make it up to you nathan i promise you i look forward to it son no, but in, in seriousness um you know fantastic and I think you know good attitude and you know obviously he's a key member of the club now he's got a big contract and you know physical fast guy and i'm excited to see him on the field yeah and and actually i, I would admit to not trusting you uh, as well but anyway there we go um right uh, uh we've got some questions from our listeners and of course yes we've got uh, our um watch party later on today um this is going out on sunday the 29th of march um our watch party and it's going to be the uh, Chargers at the Bengals from 1982 the freezer bowl the AFC championship game so do come along and join us we'll be putting up the link on Twitter and we can all watch it together and it'll be a nice distraction for uh, a couple of a couple of hours and it, last last week was great we've got another game lined up a fantastic one the following week so we're going to keep I think we're just going to keep on going really aren't we Nathan absolutely yeah I think it's a fun thing to do get people together and you know there's literally it's so weird at the moment isn't it not only is there no like it's not just like off season for your favourite sport like the NFL or you know football over here in Europe it's literally like you've got nothing there is nothing there's no you can't even feast on stuff like baseball or basketball or cricket or rugby it is literally barren at the moment so i, I think it, you know a lot of a lot of sports fans um greatly need um some watch events like this absolutely and uh we're going to keep the podcast going as well normally we take a break during the off season but as nathan mentioned I think we're just going to keep going and just, you know, if you want us to, we will. The feedback is that you do want us to. And we're quite happy to talk nonsense for an hour or so it's, once it's, a week. It's been a lot of feedback that people don't want us to as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I chose not to mention that, but uh, thanks for bringing that up, Nathan. OK, let's get to our correspondence. You can reach us at today underscore UK um, on Twitter, Bengals UK on Facebook. Um Let's start with Andy Dickinson at MobyD96. Assuming we draft Burrow, do you think there will be a change in offensive play calling to match the type of offense Burrow was so successful at LSU with? Or do you think we don't have the personnel to run this type of offense? It's a good question, that is. It is. Uh, I think they'll definitely change the play calling for Burrow. They'll have to play to his strengths. He's more mobile than Dalton. Um, similar sort of game, but he's, he's you know he definitely is more mobile. Goes out of the pocket a bit more. And I think that they definitely will um, you know look to scheme around his strengths. You know, as any smart offense would do. Yeah, and that that could mean uh, playing some you know getting you know three four wide receivers on the pitch at once, which you know 
they did have three wide receivers on 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 the field quite often last year. So you'd hope that it's not too much of a of a stretch, but we'll see. Um, but equally, I do think, you think they've, do you think they've made their mind up now? Do you think on the twenty eighth of March they know they're picking? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You think? Yeah. 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 You don't think there's any mind? Uh, I sorry, broke up a bit there. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that I think they're going to go borrow. Um, uh, I'd be I'd be absolute. I'd be quite shocked. Actually, more than surprised, shocked if they don't go borrow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just. Wondering if you think that they've made that decision, like they're like we're going borrow, whatever happens, or do you think there's still you know potential there if they're looking at any trade offers or they're all open to it, or do you think they're just all in, whatever happens, we're going for um, the new Tiger King. The new Tiger King, isn't that on Netflix at the moment? The Tiger King. Yeah, I watched a couple. I watched a couple of episodes of it. It's absolutely mad. So stuff. what? What is it again? It's about people what? who keep tigers in their houses. No. And murder. Well, is that right? With the Rundies, there's something to, I've not got to the murder part of it yet. Right. Um, Spoiler alert! But Sorry, it's, mate. It's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite funny because the guy that runs, the guy that's the star of the show, is called Joe Exotic, and he's like the Tiger King. And obviously, Joe Boy Burrow, the LSU Tigers, hopefully soon to be the Cincinnati Bengals, and obviously he's called Joe. So there's definitely there's a good storyline there. But it's all about these people that run these mad wildlife parks and this woman that's running a charity that hates them and they all hate her and it's just I think there's eventually a murder and it, it goes mental but you know I've only seen two episodes so don't quote me what What was that guy's name again Joe Exotic <laughs> was it Joe Exotic yeah right. what a name that is oh mate you've got to change your name to like Nathan I don't know Sexy or something like that um <laughs> What, what, what's been? <laughs> you wish you could come up with something. Yeah, after t- <laughs> suddenly I got a mental blank there. I don't know what. What would you call yourself if you had to go for like something like an exotic or? It's a bit of a stripper's name, really, isn't it? Or a or a lounge I singers. I, I think that if Joe Burrow comes to the Bengals, he's gonna be one of those players that's got so many potential nicknames. Like for me, it's already I've got Joe Boy Burrow. I love Joe Exotic. I think that's funny. He could definitely be the Tiger King. Yeah. That's what you know. Like, would he not be? Um, I think there's a lot of potential with Joe Boy. Absolutely. Um, I think I'd go for Paul Magnificent. I think that that that's got a bit of a. That's ring. got quite a nice little ring to it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Memphis Soul Stewart, Stewart Bird, six eight eight. Um, do we need a morale boosting photo? Um, now, Stu is famed for sending photographs of himself in his underpants on Twitter to the general Bengals fandom public. Um, Stu, I think we're okay. We haven't got to that stage just yet. Um, so keep your trousers on, mate. Come uh, back to us at the end of April. Exactly. End of April, you can post as many semi naked pictures as you want uh but don't hold me to that please um the booker man at the booker man after his rookie season largely not used off-season local reports were that tyler was uncoverable drafted super late in fantasy the year after and was an absolute monster for me a favorite of mine and of course we're asking we asked our listeners and followers on twitter to give us their memories of tyler eifer and it seems like the booker man um 
uh, was pleased on both accounts there. Absolutely, good solid pickup. There's nothing better than getting a, your own, a player on your own team and having a bit of insider knowledge and seeing it pay off. Absolutely. Uh, Martin Greer at Martin Greer 73. Going to miss Eiffel always felt he'd win the contested catches. And he's right. That was what he was really good at. Just get him in the own zone, lob it up. And he, as I said earlier, he had a real knack and an instinct for plucking the ball out of the air. It's, I mean, he, he was great down in that red zone. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be sorely missed, there's no doubt. Uh, Killian at Malloy underscore double zero always enjoyed watching Tyler when healthy he was a really dangerous tight end will be a big miss for us seeing him catch that TD pass at Wembley a few years ago was a particular highlight Jamie at Trequart Beaster with Eifert leaving we're now down to only having one Tyler left Uh, sad face emoji do you see any more free agent additions after the unprecedented spending spree? And Jamie's right, there was a time a couple of years ago when we had three Tylers on the team. Uh, Tyler Croft, Tyler Boyd and Tyler Eifert. And um, uh, now only one remains. I think they should really draft another Tyler, I think. Survival of the fittest with the, Tyler, uh, with the Tylers. That was it, and get Bonnie Tyler in and Martin Tyler <laughs> And just all the Tylers in, basically. Um, do you see any more free agent additions, Nathan, or is this kind of it for now? They're going to have to sort of start trimming the roster a little bit, surely. Well, there's two things here. I thought Derek Derek Wolf might have been an interesting signing, and he's just in the last 20 minutes gone to Baltimore for three million for one year. Right. And to me, that seems like an absolute bargain. He's not that um, good. Though. So he's quite... solid, but he's not your DJ Reader or. I mean, he's, no, not at all. He's but not what he was. I, I think. No, I think certainly to just give a bit of sort of a rotational piece, he would have been a, a solid addition. Um, I think they will sign someone more. I think there's one more potential. Um, <clears throat> there's one more sort of um, trick up their sleeve. I think. I mean, there's been rumours, and I don't, and I literally will not back this up with any facts but there's been murmurs about the Bengals looking to trade for Trent Williams yeah I saw Twitter. that I mean who would you trade or what would you trade for Trent Williams I mean he'd be an amazing well, pickup, but surely there are red flags because no one else is, is kind of re- he's one of those players that you think would would be snapped up straight away and yet no one has which kind of feels a bit strange to me um, well I, I guess they'll want at least a second round pick wouldn't they yeah, you'd you'd think so, and a player of some description. I mean, I, obviously, we you know maybe a second and then something the year after. I don't know, but hmm. also he, he wants a contract extension, I believe, and he wants some. He commands some pretty serious dollar. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And I don't think we've got the cash, we've got the cap room really to to do that, um, unless they just swap him with Bobby Hart, which seems to me like a very fair trade I, I think um, <laughs> Chris Hood at Who Day CP it may not have been spectacular but seeing his touchdown at Wembley was great and it was a vintage Dalton to Eifert play and of course Chris talks about his uh, personal memory of Tyler Eifert and I think for lots of fans in the UK seeing him score that touchdown in, in the 2016 game against the Redskins uh, was a highlight because I say Tyler is is up there with or was up there with Dalton with Green um, as people's favourite players over here you know and um, 
seeing him live in person at Wembley scoring a touchdown uh, was pretty uh, an insane thing really and uh, mind you he's going to be back every year with the Jags at Wembley so London's going to kind of be his second home really I think yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can tell the amount of messages coming in from fans, um, you know, talk about their memories of Tyler and, you know, about how good of a player he is. So you can tell what a, you know, how much it meant um, to the fan base having him on the team. Who Day and the Blowfish at Brian Dugan NFL. Met Tyler Eifert at the Bengals training camp a few years ago. He was my favourite college player, drafted by my favourite pro team. So I was stoked to meet him. Such a nice guy. We chatted about Notre Dame, football, golf, and hunting. Uh, what is it about Americans and hunting? Hmm. Um, I'm sad to see him go, but happy for him. Very well said, Brian. And finally, Alex McQueen at Queenie underscore 1993. Favourite Eifert memories, uh, TD at Wembley, and actually seeing the Bengals draft him was the first draft I paid attention to. He was a guy I really wanted, but didn't think we could we would draft. And he's got a supplementary question, as Alex. Um, after seeing PJ Walker sign for the Panthers, do you think the Bengals could try to sign an XFL player? I don't know, really. I mean, I, I know everyone was in the, you know, talking about PJ Walker as like the main guy in the XFL. But I, I mean, I, it, I think the Bengals maybe would look at, you know, some of the standout players to maybe sort of, you know, compete for spots on the practice squad or, you know, for competition for the 53-man roster. But I don't. No, no one in the XFL in the short short time that it was available really stood out apart from, you know, PJ Walker. I think if I'm right in saying, and if I'm wrong, I apologise. But I think Andrew Luckendallstim has been quite a good player when he was at the Colts, and you know, there was a little bit of track. Right. Okay. Um, well, there are rumours that the Bengals have been looking at the wide receiver Cam Phillips. Um, okay. So who knows? Again, it might be worth a shot. You never quite know what's going to happen, uh, and that's what the XFL and leagues like that are for, I guess, to kind of showcase people who've kind of dropped off the radar and got cut. And it's kind of a second chance saloon, really, isn't it? You, you feel bad for the XFL, don't you? Because they obviously started out a long time ago, tried it. You know, it didn't really work out. They came back with a revamped approach. And what was that? What was that, that league called that they? You tried something similar and it went bust mid-season. What league was that? Oh, that was last year. I can't even remember what it's called. That that was how much it penetrated my consciousness. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you know, they, I, they did. A, they they seemed to do a pretty bad job of you know yeah. getting the league right. A lot of people were a bit you know skeptical of it, and then it went bust mid-season. But the XFL, I feel like you know they had a few interesting different rules they put in place, and yeah. I think a lot of people were actually quite positive about it. Mm. Uh, and they were looking at potentially how that could sort of, you know, be a bit of a feeder league to the NFL. And, it, you know, obviously off-season, it gives people some football to watch and some potential prospects to scout. And I think they must have been hurt financially uh, um, and obviously from a branding perspective so much by this lockdown because yeah. they put a lot of money into marketing. They, you know, they really got a lot of things put in place for the season to be cancelled extremely prematurely. So I, I do feel bad for the organisers in that they couldn't have seen it through. Absolutely, um, it is a shame, but uh, I, I don't really get into these sort of leagues, really. Um, I don't know why, but I don't know plenty of people do. You're a bit of a purist, son, are you? I am a bit of a purist, as you know I am. Um, well, that's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're your first-time listener, do come again. We do try and pride ourselves on 
on our guests and our sort of dicking about. Uh, I must say thank you to um, Jamie Rowe, Matt Moon, Mike Smith and uh, Tom McDowell for their help and work on uh, Mullet B. Um, I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, and we'll be back next week. Uh, so, um, can I make a quick point? Go on then. There was not one, one solid handle tonight, and I think that's the first time I know. in 70, uh, 78 episodes there has not been one solid handle. So, to all the people with solid handles out there, I'm disappointed. I'm very, very disappointed. Well, let's chivvy them up and get some solid handles. Uh, if you don't know what a solid handle is, then uh, I suggest I'm not going to explain it now. Go and listen to our past episodes. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it. As I say, we'll be back next week. Our draft coverage is going to start excitingly. I can say that next week we will have our uh, British draft panel, giving you uh, what they think uh, might happen. Obviously, we're hoping that, the well, I would say 99% of Bengals fans is hoping for uh, Joe Burrow in the first round. But what happens after that? Who knows? There's could go in lots of different directions. We've got Dave Lapham coming up we've got joe goodbury coming up uh, and then before you know it, it will be the draft and uh, uh it'll be bizarre um as everything is at the moment uh but we'll be here to help you through it hopefully to entertain so do keep in touch with us at whoday underscore uk on twitter bengals uk on uh, facebook we say thanks to tyler eifert thanks to everyone for corresponding thanks to trey waynes and um, thank you to you uh, for listening. So do stay safe out there. Uh, follow instructions. Stay inside because we want everyone back safe and sound uh, for when the season does finally start. So with that, it is a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys.
And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.